And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, it is truly a pleasure to have you tune in and listening to our program. We thank all of you who continue to send us your questions and your and your comments and your lovely encouragements. Thank you so much for that. In a world where God seems to be just pushed out and pushed out and pushed out, and we wonder why we're why the world is in such a bad shape. You know, you're getting what you wished for because as you push God and turn away from God, wickedness begins to overwhelm every aspect of life. And without God's direction and guidance and strength to withstand the challenges that come anyway, we can easily succumb to the wickedness that is befalling um, the world around us. So it's an interesting program that we have today. And, and again, I want to thank you for tuning in. And also, if you have any questions about today's program or maybe a program that you've heard in the past um, or maybe just like a free Bible. Contact me by email at Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. So today's program, I guess we would entitle it Personal Sin. And there's a point of where this concentration of sin uh, builds up in us, honestly. And uh, I reflect on the scripture in Isaiah. Uh, chapter 6, verse 5, where it says this, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Hmm. Your inquiry is taken away, and your sin is purged, as it goes on to in verse 7. So when we think about this, when I come into the very presence of God, I would tell you I don't realize that I'm a sinner in the indefinite sense, right? Um, but I suddenly realize, and the focus of my attention becomes directed towards the concentration of sin in a particular area of my life, right? Now, we always, you and I, we hear this all the time. You know, a person will easily say, oh, yes, I know I'm a sinner, I'm uh, not particularly pointing out anything in a reference, but, you know, we've been told, you know, we're sinners, so we've got to admit at least that part of it. Yes, I'm a sinner. But when we come into the presence of God, we can't get away with such a broad statement, an indefinite statement. In fact, our conviction is focused on our specific sin and then we realize, as Isaiah did, he came to a personal realization on a particular a sin, right? Uh, in our personal area of our life. Hmm. So God begins by convicting us of the very thing to which his spirit had directed our mind's attention to. Right? Now, what is important here? What is the most important thing? The object for us to do is to surrender. So if we will surrender by submitting to the conviction of that particular sin, what we're going to see is that God will lead us down to where he can reveal the vast underlying nature of sin. 
Because just to say so offhandedly, oh gosh, I know I'm a sinner. Oh yeah. When we are convicted of that sin, we are taken to a place of contemplation and submitting what we really need to as God to get us through. And we see how deeply this sin and it causes throughout humanity that this has been the direct cause of the condition of humanity from creation until today. And however far in the future it goes until God's kingdom established on earth as it is in heaven. So this way, what happens here when he's making us conscious of this and revealing the vast underlying nature of, of sin? Um, this is the way that God always deals with us when we are consciously aware of his presence. These two things are related. Most of the time, our consciousness leads us away from thinking about sin. We don't want to admit that we are sinners most of the time. Unless we just do this broad-based statement of, yep, I know I'm a sinner. But we need to drill down on it and give it in and over to God by submitting to his will, which then allows him to take us down to reveal that underlying nature of sin and how devastating it really has been to mankind, to each of us. And so the experience of our attention being directed to uh, our concentration of personal sin is true in everyone's life. From the greatest of saints, absolutely, to the worst of sinners like myself. When a person first begins to climb that ladder of experience, you and I, we, we can relate to this. What he might end up saying is, I don't know where I've gone wrong. But then the Spirit of God will point out some definite and specific things to us to bring into our realization. And so what we're seeing as we're moving through and we're being pointed to these uh, sins that we're overcoming, that God is giving the strength and God is changing us. He's bringing us through the fire. So often we are referred to as unpure minerals, uh, silver or gold with impurities all through it. But then when we go through the fire, the dross is removed and what's left is pure, precious metal. And that's where we're going, and that's what God is doing us. So the effect of Isaiah's vision of the holiness of the Lord was the directing of his attention to the fact that he was a man of unclean lips. Mm. He was directing Isaiah's personal attention to this particular sin. And then he goes on to say in 6, Chapter 6, verse 7, he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. So what is he saying there? He's saying that the cleansing fire had to be applied where the sin had been concentrated. Ooh, Lord, thank you for making that clear and bringing that into our vision. I mean, 
Whew, thank you, God. And some of the other things that go along with that that we do uh, in Psalms 37, 8, what, what comes out of our lips? One of the things that come up out of our lips is a, is a word that we don't always hear that much anymore, but uh, it's fretting. Uh, fretting. Yeah, that's a crazy word, right? So when we look at Psalms 37, verse 8, it says, do not fret. It only causes harm. So fretting means getting ourselves out of joint mentally or spiritually. And it's one thing to say to ourselves and to somebody, do not fret. But something very different to have such a nature that you find yourself unable to fret. It's easy to say, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalms 37, 7. It is easy, right? It's easy to say it. But then when our own little world is turned upside down and we're forced to live in confusion and agony like so many other people we see around us in the world, look at all the, oh my goodness, disharmony, poverty. How in this world of such modern technology are people starving anywhere? How is that even happening? It's happening because of that sin. It's happening because of that greed. It's happening because of that lust. And the love of your neighbor truly isn't there. It isn't being played out in the world around us. It's about how much can I gain for myself and how can I control masses? That's the reality of it. We say, we talk about all these grandiose ideas and these popular ideas, but tell me where love for another human being in a holy and honest way is really being carried out in the most appropriate way. It can't happen until God is our focus, until we have submitted, until we have brought ourselves into the mindset that we must submit and surrender to the will of God. I know this is an, uh, an ongoing theme that you've heard me say about surrendering and submitting, but until that happens, our lives as they should be in our walk of faith are not complete and not fulfilled. This is where we must go and this is how we must think. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Don't go away. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. A new festival is coming to the Atlantic City Beach. Tidal Wave Festival. Featuring Luke Bryan. Morgan Wallen. Plus Hardy, Riley Green, Chase Rice, and many more. 
Tidal Wave Festival, August 12th through the 14th on the Atlantic City Beach. Passes on sale this Monday, December 13th at 10 a.m. at TidalWaveFest.com. Some people are easily moved. Wasn't that just the saddest movie ever? (laughs) Whatever. Others, not so much. Oh, look at the puppies. Just dogs, but smaller, so what? But even those who aren't easily moved... Long lost brother's been found. Oh, hi, Mike. Can be moved by us. Yeah, we're that good. Use Clark's Moving and Storage in Rio Grande for your next local or long distance move. Visit Clark's Moving and Storage online at clarksmoving.net. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back to our second segment of this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen to our program week after week. And I just want to tell you again, I know I said it in the first segment, but I am absolutely moved by your encouragements. The questions and the comments are always wonderful. And we thank you and and, and hope that you continue to do that. But also, you have the ability through our Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com email to request a free Bible. So if you would like a free Bible, please contact me at Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. And all you have to do is give me your name and your address. And I will send you that Bible free of charge. And I commit to you that I won't use your name and address for anything other than to send you that Bible. And honestly, my hope and my prayer is that when you get it, you wear out the pages and knock, as God says, as Jesus, knock and the doors shall be opened unto you. Ask and you shall receive. But what are we asking for? What are we knocking on? Why do we want it open? Because we want to know the creator of the universe who has made us in his image and created us in a way that we will be the best that we can be when the Holy Spirit dwells within the temple of our bodies. That's how it was always meant to be. The, the brick and mortar stone buildings with temples and, and sanctuaries and inner rooms and outer areas was a picture, was a picture of you and I that where God's presence would truly dwell. I mean, what did God say? What can you build that could contain me and where I could actually dwell? You know, and then he goes on further later to say the earth is the fullness. The, the earth and all of it is mine and the fullness of it. Where he encompasses something so vast that our finite minds can't comprehend. If he created the universe which is what he says, and I believe, my faith says, these are accurate statements of the omnipotence and omnipresence of God. It is incredible. And here he's offering us, reaching out to us as we are made in his image. It doesn't mean we physically have look-alike attributes, but the abilities that he instills within us We have them, and we, with a word, can create happiness and life and longevity for other people. 
And of course, with the same word, we can destroy lives. Just take that little bit of the similarities of what God has being created in God's image. Just take that. There's so much more to it. But just think about that for a moment. Process that in your heart and your mind. Because it says in the beginning of Genesis, and God said, and with a word, the universe was created. And in a word, the stars were put in place. And in a word, the earth was created. And in another word, man was created. It's incredible. If you truly look with an open and honest heart, that's what God seeks, an open and honest heart. And he will reveal himself to you. And you will begin a journey that is wonderful, miraculous, and just filled with joy and unimaginable things. The Bible says of what God has in store for those that love him, no mind has ever seen, no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, or man imagined. And we have a pretty good imagination. Uh, sadly, so much of it is in a bad direction, but we have a good imagination. But what God has in store for us is so much beyond all of anything that we could even contemplate, because God is infinite. And we try to to wrap our minds around things that God shares with us. We want these answers uh, that we couldn't even comprehend. If God was to show us, we wouldn't know what to say or what to do. But he uses so many life lessons of things that we are familiar with to show us who he is and what he desires from us and what he desires for us to do. And what he desires for us to become. And by submitting and surrendering ourselves to our creator, nothing is impossible. So here we are in our second segment of today. And we're talking about fretting. You know, we've kind of moved from from our personal sin to some of these particular things. And we talked about what Isaiah did with the unclean lips. And where that sin was pointed directly out to him. Now, fretting is a means, of, as I you know, began to talk about, whether it's mentally or spiritual, um, this can really disrupt our lives. And again, it's easy to say, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him until we find that all of a sudden our world is turned topsy-turvy and we end up living in confusion and agony along with so many other people because we fretted. We're going to get to the real meaning of, 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 of fret and, and how that impacts us a little bit more. So do not doesn't work there. It doesn't work in this instant because um, and what happens is, is when it won't work there, it really won't work anywhere. This do not really must work during our days of difficulty and uncertainty, as well in the days in our lives when everything is peaceful or it will never work altogether. It has to work in all of those kinds of areas. I would believe you would agree with that. And if it won't work in your particular case, it won't work for anyone else either. 
Because resting in the Lord, this is the key, really. Resting in the Lord is not dependent on your external circumstances, which how often are we just continually praying that our physical and monetary circumstances around us are at a level that we believe they should be. We believe our sinful selves Put it out there to God. I need, Lord, to be at this level of income. I need to have this particular home or car. I need to go away on vacation. And I do need to go away on vacation. But I leave it for the Lord. If that will come, then I will go when it's the proper time and appropriate time. But see, it has to work all the time. As I said, in our peaceful days and in our difficult days. And so resting again, let me just bring that back one more time. Resting in the Lord is not dependent on your external circumstances at all, at all. But it is all about your relationship with God himself. Because when we surrender and when we submit, it is no longer our will that we're following. We've submitted, we've surrendered, we've put our will aside and given it over to the Lord that we're doing God's will. And so many times you know that God's will is not the same as our will because our will is driven by things of the flesh so often. And worrying always results in sin. There's that word that fretting is tied to. It, fretting is really worrying. It's another word for worrying. And we tend to think that a little anxiety and worry are simply an indication of how wise we really are. Yet it's actually a much better indication of just how wicked and sinful we are. That's a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? But that's the reality of it. Because worry is sin. It is sin. It means you're not trusting God to the extent that you need to, which is all in, Lord. I'm all in. No more my will, only your will. That's what we need to be. That's how it needs to work. Think about that. Our Lord never worried and was never anxious. Think about that. Because fretting rises from a determination, again, as I was saying, to have our own way. Here we go, putting our way in. You know, you've already heard that song about Jesus, take the wheel and let him do the driving. But how often are we reaching back over? Lord, let's take a detour here. Let's pull over for a few minutes. And that doesn't work. Because when we do that, we find ourselves in such horrific situations, sin growing in our lives, and we're caught up in just a turmoil on every side as we turn. And worrying always results in sin. Remember, we tend to think that a little anxiety and worry is simply an indication of how wise we are. Ooh. As soon as you begin to believe that you are wise, step off of that roller coaster and and uh, change your thinking and ask the Lord for some clarity in your life and submit and surrender all to God himself. So remember that. 
Resting in the, this is an important statement. Resting in the Lord is not dependent on your external circumstances at all, but on your relationship with God himself. Remember that. That's what it, that's what works. And that's what it means to rest in the Lord. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Karen McHugh. Deadly, widespread tornadoes across several southern and midwestern states. In Kentucky, at least 50 are dead. That state's governor fears those numbers will go even higher. The damage is significant. And we expect multiple fatalities. Andy Bashir. In Edwardsville, Illinois, multiple workers are trapped inside a partially collapsed Amazon warehouse that was hit by a twister. Ambulances keep coming. The first responders keep coming. The building, part of the building is gone. You can just see nothing but metal pillars. And I actually spoke to a woman uh, not too long ago whose nephew works at this Amazon plant. And or he says the entire building is gone um, on the other side. Amelia Mugavaro of Fox's KTVI reporting. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Tonight, overcast with a couple of showers and a low 43, but temperatures rising into the lower 50s. Saturday, windy and warmer with low clouds. A shower in the area late in the afternoon with a high 67. And Sunday, sunny to partly cloudy with a high of 50. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome to our program this morning. And as always, we thank you for taking the time and tuning in and joining our program week after week. If you have any questions about today's program or maybe a question about a program uh, subject in the past or maybe something that you'd like to hear us talk about in the future, please contact me. It's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Our program today is entitled Personal Sin. And uh, in our first two segments, we've really uh, kind of traced that around and what that means and, and, uh, and the depths of it. And then uh, we were talking about the scripture where um, Isaiah is referred to as having unclean lips, where the Lord was pointing out to him this personal sin, really drilling down on it, because we're already easily admitting, oh, yes, I'm a sinner. We've, we've heard so many people say that over and over. Um, but when we get to the point where God is really working within us and brings us a point to see the depth of what sin really means, it is a game changer, a game changer. And so one of the things we were talking about and speaking of with our lips is about fretting, you know, that interesting thing. And in Psalms 37, 8, it says, do not fret. Um, it only causes harm. And so we've kind of gone full circle on that and, and brought it down to 
Fretting is sinning. It may be an old style word for it, but still essentially is the same thing. And so we went into a very in-depth discussion on, um, you know, what fretting really is and how it really is a sin uh, right along with worrying. And so the other thing where we really, I guess, was a key point in it was that um, you and I tend to think uh, that a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of worrying um, is simply an indication of how wise we really are. But the actual the actual truth when you face it, it's really an, a much better indication of just how sinful and wicked we can be and are. And the focus is that our Lord, Jesus Christ, never worried, was never anxious because his purpose was never to accomplish his own plan. Think about that. It, it, it was to honor his father as he spoke over and over and over and over. His purpose was never to accomplish his own plans, but to fulfill God's plans. And so fretting and worry and all those kinds of things, it's wickedness for a child of God. We have to come and realize that. So you want to remove worry from your life. Because when you're trusting the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and loving means you're trusting, loving also means you're to be obedient to all of these things, um, then you're doing the right thing. Then you're fulfilling what God's will is in your life. And so I guess I asked you this question. Have you been propping up that foolish soul of yours with the idea somehow that your circumstances might be too much for God to handle? Because in essence, when you worry, that's what you're indicating to God. And so what you need to do is set all of your opinions and your speculations, put them away from you, set them aside, and abide under the shadow of the Almighty God, of the Almighty. And you can find a scripture that goes along with that in Psalms 91.1. Deliberately, out of your full abundance of your heart, tell God that you will not fret or worry about whatever concerns you and I. Put it away. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. All of our fretting and all of our worrying is caused by planning without God. And that we don't need, my friends. That we don't need. So that leads me to be, to to Reiterate that statement one more time. Don't plan without God. Hmm, where can that take us? Now, God seems to have a delightful way of upsetting the plans that you and I always make. Is it really upsetting? It's only upsetting to us because we were counting on what we wanted. And so when we've not taken him into account, it we're off on the wrong trail already. We get ourselves into circumstances that were not chosen by God. We have free will. He presents to us and guides us in a way that we should go. But so often we disrupt and walk off the path that God has given us. 
And then suddenly we realize, again, we've been making plans without him and that we've not even considered him mm, to be vital or a living factor in the planning of our lives. How often do we do that? How often do we lay out everything, every detail that we're going to do? But how often are we taken to prayer first for God to lead us in what we should do? Again, we supplant God's will with our own. We say, I'm a believer. We say, I'm a a person of faith. I'm going to church. I'm going to do this. But then as we begin to plan, God's not in the mix not even considered. And so we really have to, (laughs) we really have to consider God in everything. When God is the center of our marriage and we're relying on God and we're in prayerful consideration of what God wants us to be and do with our spouse, when God is in the center of our relationship with our children, when God is in the center of our work that we do, none of these things are separate from God. Every aspect of our life belongs in God's hands, every aspect. There's not one that doesn't. So in spiritual issues, right, let's, think, let's talk about spiritual issues. It's customary for us to put God first. If we, if we, we start to uh, relegate the different parts and, and, and separate little files of what we're doing. So, oh, it's a spiritual issue. Well, then that has to do with God. But every other thing, every other thing that I do um, is my decision. Ooh. So it's customary in spiritual issues for us to put God first. But we tend to think that it's inappropriate and unnecessary to put him first in the practical, everyday issues of our lives. If we have the idea that we've put to our spiritual face before we can come near to God, then we will never come near to him. There is no face to change. (laughs) There is no... (laughs) We either are or we aren't. And God says, you know, in so many places throughout the Bible and in revelations about fence sitters, I'd rather you hot or cold because when you're mediocre, he wants to spit you out. Man. So we must come as we are to our Savior. He knows our flaws and our faults. And so we come in submission and we surrender all to him. And in every aspect of our life, we choose to seek him and put him first. That is the most important thing that we can do. And don't plan with a concern for evil in mind. Don't do that. Does God really mean for us to plan without taking the evilness around into account? We don't need to be concerned with evil because love thinks no evil. Take a few minutes when we're done today and go to 1 Corinthians 13 and read chapters 4 through 5. 
because love conquers all those things. It does not consider them. It conquers them and puts them away. Now, love isn't ignorant of the existence of evil, but it doesn't take into account it into account as a, a factor in planning. No. When we're apart from God, we did take evil into account almost on a daily basis, doing all of our planning with it in our minds. And we tried to reason, ooh, we tried to reason without God in the mix, all of our work from its standpoint, which is wrong. Right off the bat, it's wrong. And don't plan with a rainy day in mind. Again, you can't hoard things for a rainy day if you're truly trusting in Christ. And Jesus said this in John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ooh, God's not going to keep your heart from being troubled. Let not. Do it continually. Pick yourself up, even if you fall 101 times a day, until you get into the habit of putting God first and planning all that you do with him in mind. Every aspect of life. Ooh, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back after the state for our last segment of today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, Talk Radio 90. 5.5. Nothing can top the aroma of hot caramel popcorn. Since 1940, that aroma has attracted millions to one place on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Johnson's Popcorn is made fresh daily seven days a week. Who can resist the taste of hot caramel tossed over giant kernels of popcorn? Order your holiday gifts today. Their delicious caramel popcorn stays fresh for months and can be shipped anywhere in the world. Choose from caramel, peanut crunch, chocolate drizzle, and cheddar. Visit them at 1360 Boardwalk, Ocean City, or at johnsonspopcorn.com. Now more than ever, you deserve more for today, tomorrow, and every moment that lies ahead. At AmeriHealth New Jersey, we're committed to giving you the health plan you deserve. That means more choice, more convenience with free virtual doctor visits 24-7, and more well-being programs designed for whole person health. Choose one of the largest networks of doctors and hospitals in the state. Choose AmeriHealth New Jersey, the only plan you need. Enroll today at AmerihealthNJ.com. Driving home a new BMW is closer than you think. Visit BMW of Atlantic City for exceptional savings on your favorite new models, like the new X3, 3 Series, and more. We're sure to have a vehicle that fits your needs. And with Acceleride, purchase your vehicle online and we'll deliver it directly to you. Looking to trade? We'll buy your vehicle and give you top dollar. At BMW of Atlantic City, closer than you think. In Egg Harbor Township, shop our complete inventory online at BMWAtlanticCity.com. Find exceptional as a local bank with deep roots in Cape May County, 
Crest Savings Bank's directors, management, and employees are all part of your community. We are your neighbors, friends, and family. Our financial centers serve your personal and professional deposit, loan, and wealth management needs. We are thankful for the opportunity to serve our residents and visitors for over 100 years by providing small-town customer service with modern products. Crest Savings Bank. Banking is what we do. Community is who we are. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back. Back to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, thank you for tuning in and joining us this morning as we go through our program today entitled Personal Sin. And it's been quite a journey this morning, and I'm uh, happy and sad to say at the same time that this is the last segment of today's program. So it's really been a journey of understanding about personal sin and the concentration of sin and God bringing into light clarity uh, of what that sin is in our lives and what we need to do and how we need to give everything over to him completely. Now, one of the things that we need to, to think about if we're going to live as disciples of Jesus. And and that was the call that was given in the beginning of the early church, go out and make disciples. I told him he was going to go out and he was going to make them fishers of men. And this is that, that call has not changed that directive uh, by the Holy spirit of what we and who we should be. Go and make disciples. That's what we should be. So if we're going to live as disciples of Jesus ourselves, we have to remember that all efforts of worth and excellent can be difficult. Um, the walk of life, uh, the walk of a person of faith in the Christian life is gloriously difficult. But he says that the yoke, there is a burden, but it's it's not more than you can bear. He says his burden is light, but it's difficulty doesn't make us faint or cave in. But the reality of what it's doing to us and what it should to do us, if we don't give up, it stirs us to overcome. Not on our own. It isn't about overcoming with our own strengths or what is the value. Why would Jesus have to die on the cross? What was he doing there? Because it is not within our own ability to bring us into a sinless nature with our creator. But that's what Jesus did. That's what God directed his one and only son to do. And Jesus over and over and over gives credit to his father, takes no credit for himself. But as he says, I only do as I hear my father Say, I repeat those words and follow all that God, his father, tells him to do. Now, the question is, um, do we appreciate the miraculous salvation of Christ enough to be our utmost for his highest, our best for his glory, just as Jesus was doing, glorifying his father over and over and over. Think about this. God saves people by his sovereign grace through the atonement of Jesus, as we were saying. And it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. 
You want to read some more of that? That's in Philippians, the New Testament, chapter 2, verse 13. Let me read that to you again. It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. But we have to work out that salvation. Remember that scripture about working out our salvation with fear and trembling? But we have to work out that salvation in our everyday practical living. Check out Philippians 2, verse 12. And so if we'll only start on the basis of his redemption to do what he commands, we will find that we can do it. That's what we're trying to do. But it's giving and surrendering to him. And if we fail, it's because we've not put everything into practice what God has placed within us. He places it in us. If we request it, if we ask, if we submit, he's placing it in us. So what do we have to do? We need to put what God places into us into practice. Now, what do we find? We find that a crisis is going to end up revealing whether or not we've been putting all these things in to practice in our physical life. And how does it get there? It gets there by God placing it within us by his Holy Spirit. And so when a crisis does come, we find that our own nature, as well as the grace of God, will stand by us. Because he's filled us, spirit-filled, so that our nature can resist temptation through the Holy Spirit. It is incredible, and I thank you so much, Lord, for that. What we need to do is we need to thank God that he does give us difficult things to do. And you're going probably saying to yourself, oh, Dan, don't say that. We don't need any difficult things to do. But so often we, we're all very thankful for the blessings, aren't we, that God gives us? Very thankful for those blessings. How often do we give thanks for the chastisements? And I tell you this, without the chastisements, you'd never realize what the blessings are. Because the chastisements lead us to those blessings. And God makes it very clear. He says, I chastise every son that I love. He makes it very clear. Now, his salvation is an absolute joyous thing. But it's also something that requires bravery, courage, and holiness. Those are our decisions to do or not to do. And when we are weak, when we pray for that strength, our will, when our will be willing to do these things, God will bring us across the finish line. Think about that. It tests us for all we're worth. It really does in every aspect. And so Jesus is bringing many sons and daughters to glory. That's in Hebrews 2, verse 10. And the other thing is God will not shield us from the requirements of sonship. There are requirements that we need to be and meet, but not on our own, not on our own volition, but with the Holy Spirit and God's help refining us over and over. 
That's so important. And so what we see is that God's grace produces men and women with a strong family likeness to Jesus Christ. Isn't that what we yearn to be? Not pampered, spoiled weaklings. That's not what he's looking for. And it takes a tremendous amount of discipline to live the life worthy and excellent of a life of a disciple of Jesus in the realities of the life that we face today. But I will tell you this. It's always necessary for us to make an effort to live a life worthy and worth of worth and excellence. That is so, so important. And when we humble ourselves and submit and surrender to the God of all creation, all things are possible. Don't sell God short to try to do it on your own. He asked and asked and asked. His arms are outstretched for you, sons and daughters. Oh, yeah. His arms are outstretched, waiting for you to be willing. Surrender. Do that today. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I just want to share with you an upcoming event that we have for the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. We have a wonderful concert on December 15th at 7 o'clock with the Late Show Gospel Choir, who for many, many years, almost 14 times, it's almost 14 year span that the Late Show Gospel Choir appeared on David Letterman during the Christmas season, uh, bringing wonderful songs and praise to a national audience about what Christmas really meant. And if you're looking for a time, if you're looking for an experience of bringing back the things that we enjoyed maybe as a child or a young adult even, because the way the world is around us, it's it does nothing but want to suppress all that is glorified in God. It wants to suppress it. And I would tell you, and I invite you to come. Please, the tickets are only $20. Remember, December 15th at the Stockton Center for Performing Arts at 7 o'clock, the Late Show Gospel Choir. I certainly hope to see you there. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. God bless you all.